1: what's good everybody welcome to a very special time of our nfl week 16 mega preview we normally do this show on tuesdays but covid has ravaged the entire nfl and the entire world of sports betting be very very careful as you got to know which players are going to be playing in these games now i got to say this that there is a game tonight so we will be back At 7.20 Eastern Time, counting down to Thursday Night Football, a very, very important game. Titans and the 49ers, can't wait for that. So me and the entire crew will will be back tonight. But here on this show, understand there's going to be very, very few best bets today. It's going to be all about the information. Because with COVID hitting all these teams, we don't feel comfortable giving out a ton, but you'll still get some here. Very, very important. Let's bring in the stars of the show. And you know I'm bringing in my heavy hitters. I just can't trust just anybody live from nashville tennessee the penthouse level m squared good afternoon
0: good afternoon coach yeah the penthouse level has its challenges at times one of those being the sun coming in i'm trying to block the glares everywhere i can and uh there's like a three inch sliver in the corner (laughs) Uh, you know we'll we'll brag a little bit i'm in a corner unit and the corner right there does not get covered and of course it's directly on my face for the show so uh good afternoon everybody
1: Hey, I watch Million Dollar Listing just like everybody else. And I know if you're on the corner penthouse level that it's all about the view. It's all about the all view, about the which view. is what you have. So let's just uh, put a little pin in the fact that 130 Eastern for Mikey, maybe not the best time to do a live show, but he's here and he's focused. So is my other man. And I got to tell you, how is the sleep schedule going on right now, Maestro, at your house?
2: You know, thank goodness. She's, she's great. We're getting sleep in, you know, segments of three hours at a time. So no complaints there. Um, I just, I'm feeling fortunate this morning because, you know, earlier in the week I gave out chiefs minus nine and a half and looked Mm -hmm. really silly when half the team went on the COVID list and the line fell to seven and a half. So I'm hoping that will rise back up. But today I got the benefit on the other way. I I bet Miami plus three. I posted it on sports line. Less than half an hour later, Taysom Hill and S- Simeon was already on the list, but Hill joins him. It's Ian Book from Notre Dame. But we've seen over and over this year, as even though I feel good because now Miami is a one-and-a-half-point favorite at the books that have adjusted, four-and-a-half-point move. But we've seen time and time again where you think mm-hmm. that backup with no experience is going to flop. Uh, Cowboys at Minnesota. I mean, on and on, we've had examples, uh, so we'll see how it shakes out.
1: See, the last 45 seconds, if you're really paying attention to what the maestro said, that is why you got to be very, very careful this week. That's why when you say, oh, you you know, everybodys we can't pick these games, it's because we don't know who's playing. And we have to assume when we make a pick that the players we think are playing will play, but we just don't know. So be very careful and listen to the information, then take it to the game. All right, so we're going to do things a little bit different. So we're going to do our best bets first, and then we're going to get into every single game and break it down. So hopefully you guys are all paying attention. By the way, we are going to be dropping in one-time codes into the feed today for those of you who are active. And also, if we get to 100 likes, we will be doing it. So pound that like button for me. So important. Maestro, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I just want I wasn't on the morning show, but I wanted to chime in on something you were talking about uh, with the best uh, contest players in the world and how Mm -hmm. they're struggling. I'm not sure if you were referring to this, but what I know, because I'm in the circa and I'm in the super contest Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm in good position in both. But I need to get incredibly hot the last three weeks to actually cash. But I will say through 14 weeks, the entire field of the circa over 4000 people that believe they are the best in the world at picking NFL are 52%. And that's on stale lines, you know, because the lines uh, come out on Thursday in the super contest through 14 weeks, they were 49%. That's about 2,100 people. So uh, it's just, it's really fascinating, but there are a couple of people, uh, you know, in the high sixties. And in fact, one guy has the top two entries
1: in the circa million. How about that? Yeah. So (laughs) what that tells you, how take, take that in for a second that of the best in the world, you got one dude, one in the 60s. No, 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 no. You you know, you have a bunch in the 60s. I'm just saying
2: the the leader uh, is in the high six, uh, 68 or 70%, uh,
1: but just as a whole. As a whole, it's 52%. 52%. Percent and, and that's what I, yeah, that's what I, There you go. Yeah. So the, the, the whole point is of what we're talking about here is for those of you, most of you are incredible. I'd say 90% of you understand sports betting, but for those of you who are the most vocal, They're the ones that are negative. And what he is saying is this is very, very hard to do. It's very hard to do. It's also harder to do when some of your top players aren't playing. That's how you handicap is based off of the players in the game. Thank you, Maestro. All right, let's get into our show today. And let's start with our best bets right from the jump. Maestro, how about you start us off?
2: Okay, well, this is going to be a showdown play against A.B. Uh, yeah, 49ers minus three. I posted it earlier in the week at three and a half because there were fours showing. It did go, it opened at three, went to four. Now it's back to three. But for the purposes of the show, the current line is minus three. For the purposes of the showdown, A.B. being the gentleman that he is, has accepted the bet at minus three. And, you know, I know the Titans as a home dog, Mike Vrabel. I know A.J. Brown. And Julio, they're 5-1 and one when both play. Both are expected to play. But A.J. has not been in there since week 11. And how long is Julio going to last? Uh, he's liable to mm-hmm. aggravate his hammy, even though he doesn't have an injury designation. But here's the key for me. The Titans are missing their left side of the line in Luan and Saffold. But the right tackle, I think you pronounce it Kessenberry or Kessenberry, Uh, he's been really bad. And Bosa, they move him all over uh, the line. So he can attack wherever they want. I think that's going to be trouble for a Tennessee team with 13 turnovers the past four weeks. The only win against Jacksonville. San Francisco is clicking, uh, passing, and running uh, the last several weeks. The only loss to the Seahawks. Otherwise, they're averaging, they're putting up 30 a game. So I'm going to take the Niners minus three despite the home crowd, despite Mike Vrabel. Despite all of that history, which we've seen earlier this season. And in that game, we know how good Tennessee is stopping the run. But if you actually look deeper, they stuff people up the middle, but the edges are where you can beat them. And that's why I think Debo Samuel with the end arounds, with the jet sweeps. I'm going to go over 32 and a half rushing yards for Debo Samuel. He's had seven carries per game the last four weeks. Uh, They're using him a lot as a runner. There's no Elijah Mitchell. So it's Jeff Wilson and Debo Samuel. I love that prop over 32 and a half. And then my only other play is the terrible value chiefs minus nine and a half. But if these guys come back, we're going to see 10 again. So just hoping that that's what happens.
1: There was this great tweet today that I saw uh, a gif of a helicopter that was a Lysol helicopter, and it was like dumping all the stuff onto Patrick Mahomes' house because <laughs> they were trying to keep him healthy and not be on the go. It was hilarious. It was really, really funny. Uh, but you never know. You never know if that line could hit. But again, be very cautious because a lot of the Chiefs' weapons are on the COVID list right now. Kelsey, Tyree, Hill. We just don't know what's going to happen come Sunday against the Steelers. All right, those are the Maestros' best bets. We will have a full recap screen at the end of the show. Mikey, I know you've got a couple. You're going to have more throughout the show. What bets do you have right now that we can give out?
0: Yeah, first one, we'll start with the game tonight. I uh, gave this out this morning on the early edge, but I t- did a teaser in the same game. I took the Tennessee Titans, and I've got them here plus nine, and then I've teased it with the total total. Brought it down to 38, and I'm playing the over there. Uh, that number has since moved a little bit. you are now be playing over 38 and a half. Still fine. Uh, anything under 41 is a pretty key number in this kind of a game. So I like it a lot still. Titans plus nine and over 38 and a half. I think we're looking at a one-score game either way here this game. I expect a very competitive game tonight uh, between these two teams. It's frankly what they do in these kind of situations. So... Um, Quickly, I'll give you my simulation number on it because I know a lot of people will ask. I have the 49ers minus 2.7 and the total at 45.2. So I had a slight, slight lean towards Tennessee, slight lean towards the over. Both of those are reflected in the teaser with the plus 9 on the Tennessee side and then over that 38. Uh, My next play that I have is also another teaser, and it is a Christmas Day teaser. We're going Packers minus 1. And I've teased that with the Indianapolis Colts plus seven. Uh, this Colts game is obviously the most interesting. We don't have a lot to talk about the Packers too long here. They're playing the Browns. The Browns are decimated at this point in the season. Good spot for the Packers to just simply get the win here uh, at minus one. Now, the Colts plus seven. We're going to see a lot of sharp people on both sides of this game this week. Two teams really in opposite directions. We know the Colts have, frankly, been undervalued most of the year. I think the Cardinals have been overvalued a lot of the year. Now they're without DeAndre Hopkins. They've got some injury concerns. I personally am concerned that Kyler Murray is not healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, look at the Lions game. What do you rush for, three yards in that game? Just disgusting, right? Uh, Not tells me he's not healthy, whether the game script says it or not. I don't think he's truly healthy. So I make this game. The market's pretty close on the game uh, where it's at at minus one for the home team at the Cardinals. If you had played this game three weeks ago, they'd been minus three and a half on their home field. So we have seen a lot of movement in the market on it. But I think the Colts are able to keep this one within the touchdown. So plus seven on the Colts, minus one on the Packers. And then my third play that I have up so far is going to be the over 43. You can find this on FanDuel at minus 110. Uh, It's 43 and a half most other books, but we're going Carolina and Tampa Bay over 43 or 43 and a half. Again, in these division games, in the NFL, 41 and 44 are very key numbers in the totals. I like this one now that we are under the 44 mark. I know that Tampa Bay is dealing with a number of injuries. However, welcoming back Antonio Brown, who arguably has the most chemistry with Tom Brady. Ronald Jones is capable uh, this is a spot we've seen Cam Newton's ability to extend some of the plays. And in the red zone, he's actually quite efficient in the red zone itself. I think that helps put up the points needed to get there. Uh, but look for a big statement game from Tom and the uh, the Bucks. I, I think they get close to 30 of the 44 needed in this game for our total.
2: And if I, I agree. Could, yeah, what do you got, Maestro? Oh, no, I just want to chime in on that. But not only is Cam playing, but Sam Darnold will play. I think you get a pick six in this game, or if not, at least uh, two turnovers from two combined interceptions, giving Tampa great field position. So I love this play as well.
1: I can't believe how bad Cam's arm is at this point. I watched that entire game last week. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I know his shoulders screwed up, but he can't throw the football. He just can't. Oh, I love you people in the chat. Uh, Will says, listen and educate. DR, my favorite show of the week. It is one of our favorite shows as well. Now, we're also going to throw a little bonus to you good people in the chat. And the one thing when our producers run the show and they type from Sportsline, they're supposed to be like Oz behind the screen. But you guys can tell, if you've noticed, there's a lot of eyes in the Sportsline tweets today because of the man who's running the ones and twos. Show your face, producer. We got some, uh, oh, there he is. Two issues. For you. First one, are you in on the showdown with the maestro at three and a half? Yes. At three. At three. At three. Sorry. At three. At three. That's correct. You are a man of the people. But being the man of the people, what are you also going to do for them in tonight's show? Absolutely. So 7 or 820 or 720 p.m. Eastern. Sorry. 720 p.m. (laughs) Eastern. Yeah, I can't
0: count. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Tonight, what we're going to do is that we are going to run it back, the same game that we played in the Rams-Seahawks game. I have the Titans plus three and a half, and I'm putting a showdown against everyone in the chat. So show up tonight. All you have to do is have the 49ers three and a half. All you got to do, you don't have to put any money up, anything. Come with a Twitter handle, your Venmo, and the jeweler will select one lucky winner, and you could take home $100 if
1: you beat me. Now hey, You got to beat him. Yeah, got good to work on that. so the 49ers have to win by four, correct? To beat you, right? Correct. That's, that's what it has to be. All right. So some lucky person in the chat is gonna have a showdown. Who is that going to be? Because that's what A B is. He's a giver. Now get out of here. We got a show to do. That All right, let's jump right. <laughs> That guy. All right, let's jump right into it because we break down. Do you have something, Maestro? I just wanted to throw one thing. I
2: know people are missing RJ today, and he's recording the Pick 6 pod. Every Thursday they record it. It's him, Brinson, and Prisco. They go through every game. It's a very long podcast, but it's entertaining and worth listening to. So if you want to check check out RJ's takes on every single game, check out the Pick 6 pod. It should be live. It might be live later today, but definitely by tomorrow morning.
1: Thank you very much Mr. Sportsline. appreciate that. All right, let's get into our games today cuz I love breaking stuff down for you. Uh so many positive people in the chat today and we thank you for that. It is not lost on us how positive 90% of you are. So thank you very much. 49ers Titans tonight. The number we're going with is 3. The total is 44. And since both of you both of you are here today, I want I want breakdowns from both people on this game. Mikey, let's start with you. Just as a breakdown as a whole, Does it change how you've looked at it, the fact that we just had two games on Tuesday, two games on Monday? It doesn't feel like there's been a break, but this is a very, very important game tonight for both teams.
0: Yeah, it's an important game for both teams. As far as the rest of the league playing on other days doesn't really have much of an impact there. It is a shorter week. Obviously, it's a Thursday for the teams here. Uh, The Tennessee side dealing with some issues on the offensive line. We'll see if they end up getting A.J. Brown back or not. We'll see how healthy Julio Jones is. Uh, but yeah, must win game for both teams. Really, it's a uh, you know I say must win. Like the, the Titans will still be getting in, but they really do want to win this game. They they really, really want to win this game to try and secure the top spot. So. As far as, you know, my simulation number on it, again, 2.7, like it's mostly efficient at this point, uh, slight lean towards the over, uh, despite both teams wanting to run the football. I think we see a number of big plays in this game. I'm very worried on the, like if I was on the Titans and where I'm at, frankly, on the Titans, the reason why I have them in the teaser and not with the plus three is I'm very worried about their ability to stop the big play from San Francisco. Uh, I think it's very difficult to tackle George Kittle over the middle of the field, and I think it's very difficult to stop Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk, really, when they catch the football in space or run with the ball in space. So that's mostly what I'm worried about. I don't think that San Francisco is really even going to try to run much between the tackles. Uh, I think that they really get some short passes out in this game, like an extension of that run game, but I I don't think they're going to challenge them up the middle too much in this spot. Um, Yeah, my, my lean is towards the over. My lean is still with Tennessee, uh, but I don't feel great about it. I feel good about them being within the nine. I I think we get a competitive game. Uh, The things that I'll be watching for the most, and I think the recipe for Tennessee, is they have to play really well on special teams in this game. Uh, Whether that's converting their... I I think we see trick plays in this game from Tennessee. Vrabel tries to do that a lot in some of these primetime, shorter week games where, in theory, they're a little bit outmatched. Uh, And I think we see that here. So I think that that's going to be key there for them. Uh, And it certainly helps being at home on the short week. But as far as the leans go, I lean towards the total going over uh, because of some of the big playability. And then I, I like the Titans plus nine as I think we get a very competitive game.
1: All right, Maestro, let me come to you because in the chat, uh, Maiden says Debo anytime touchdown plus 100, six rushing touchdowns over his last five games. There's a lot of things working tonight in this game, including you're already on Debo the rushing total, but he has been a scoring machine as well on the 49ers side, but on the on the Titans side, their motivation is we have a futures ticket that we need to cash at over nine and a half, but also with a win tonight, guess what? They clinch the division the afc south that's how important tonight is so why are you so bullish on that side well i mean the
2: motivation is is max for both teams at this point of the season the niners need to win out basically and walter that's his name he's a veteran vegas insider uh and i respect him and he's been awesome on these touchdown props so i would take his advice uh on debo as well i also think the Titans are number one defending the tight end. So, I mean, George Kittle's going to get his because they target him so much, but that they actually excel in the middle of the field defensively, which could open up more things for Debo Samuel. And just on the game breakdown, even though I'm on the Titans, uh, I'm on the 49ers because I don't think the Titans O-line can hold up against this pass rush. If it does hold up, uh, the Niners secondary is in trouble. I mean, you have Josh Norman. Uh, he's toast. I mean, he should not even be starting. They have a third Mm -hmm. round rookie on the other side. Uh, I think the points will be scored, uh, on, you know, on both sides. Uh, but, um, I'm playing it with the Niners because I think they will get to Tannehill enough.
1: Yeah, I think I think you guys are both right on the points because I think what Tennessee noticed last week when they got out to that, that first lead and then all of a sudden they just kind of packed it in and then when they had to turn it on, they couldn't do that. You got to turn it on the entire game, especially against this team that is scoring points. I like the over too. Let's smash that like button for me. And For every 100, we're going to drop a one-time uh, code for a year-long membership to Sportsline into the chat First come, first serve. All right. Plenty more on that game coming up tonight at 720 Eastern Time, right here. If you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel, do it right now. It is all free. Now we've got two games on Saturday. Christmas Day. I'm here for it. It's not just a day for NBA, maestro. Game number one, Browns and the Packers. And we are invested as a show in this game. Right now, the Packers are sitting at minus seven and a half, the total at 45 and a half. It was hard watching the Browns just try to score last week, and they nearly almost won the game against the Raiders. They're going to have to score at least at least 20 to beat the Packers. I don't see that happening, but the spread is what we care about. Talk to me.
2: Yeah, I like that Mike uh, teased. I believe you have the Packers in a teaser, if I'm mm-hmm. uh, correct. Um, I don't like laying this many points with the Browns. I mean, I mean against the Browns, Mayfield should be back, although the center uh, is on the COVID list. Treader, which is a huge loss for the Browns as well. But the Packers' defense, I mean, that was horrific last week against the Ravens. Uh, so I think the back door is going to be wide open for the Browns. I'm not playing this game, but if I did, I would lean Browns if Mayfield's back and if the center is back.
1: Well, I love it as a teaser situation, so I love that Mikey brought that in. Explain to people who may be new or maybe new to the show uh, why what Maestro just said is so important and why putting it into a teaser is just much more doable for us.
0: Yeah, putting it in a teaser is much more doable because especially at this point in the season where the goal is, you know, you don't get style points in the NFL anyway, but it later in the season, the goal is truly to get in and get out of there with a win and keep everybody healthy. And anytime you have numbers that go through that full touchdown with some of these teams, it's definitely where you start to slow down just a little bit. So I actually played this one early, early this week. So I have the Packers minus one. I got it before it moved to even seven and a half, uh, which is a big deal because you can get in there and win a game at you know, minus two and not end up pushing in some of these spots or losing essentially. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's important. It's got to get through some of those key numbers. This was a prime teaser candidate uh, when it came out really. And I'm sure the books are going to have a lot of liability with teasers on the Packers. Um, obviously you have to tease them with another team or spot that, that comes through for you as well. But I would be a little bit cautious. The Browns, like I said, they, they still can move the football. They still have some weapons and green Bay, while, while, the two most important pieces are healthy. They're not extremely healthy themselves.
1: Mm, that's very, very true. A uh, little nugget for you. Uh, Packers are 6-0 and o straight up. 6-0 and o against the spread at home this season. All six of those wins by at least eight points, and that would cover that 7.5-point spread. Yes, Mikey?
0: Uh, yeah, I just want to keep highlighting it because I think it's important um, to look at which players have already been in COVID protocols, like – For example, Devontae Adams has already missed the game. Unless something crazy happens, he's not going through testing right now because he's in the 90 day period. Same thing for Aaron Rodgers. They're both in that period. So when you look at the two most important players offensively, knowing that they're like, it would take very, very, very extreme scenarios for them to even be tested to the point of being out and missing a game now at this point. Always something to consider, especially early in the week when you see some of those lines. Uh, Really go back and look at which players have or have not been impacted by it uh, because it makes a big deal knowing that when I bet the Packers early in the week, knowing that Rodgers and Adams are playing no matter what.
1: That is such a great point. And here's the thing. It's not insulting anybody at home because I still have this issue. Most people don't want to do the work. They don't want to go back and really look. And that's why they get upset when they just do a coin flip and just pick a team you got to do the work. What Mikey said is so important with these COVID protocols and who's getting tested and in what time period. It's all matters. All right, second game Saturday night, Colts-Cardinals. Cardinals minus one somehow. Total 49. Mikey, let me come to you because I know you've got the Colts in a teaser. If I'm just looking at this game on paper, right now the Colts are playing great, hard-nosed football. The Cardinals... Not only did they stub their toe against the Lions, the Lions looked like the much better team. So talk to me on this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't be more opposite on what the, like, the public perception is of both of these teams right now. Uh, everyone, we're riding high on the Colts, everyone down on the Cardinals. It is still a home game against a team that has won a lot of games in the NFL so far this season. But for me, uh, I, I think the best way to play it is with the Colts on the teaser. You get it at plus seven. Uh, I think most people would agree, no matter which side you're on, that we're expecting a three or four point margin of victory in this game. Uh, It's going to be the field goal or the touchdown at the end that covers the spread one way or the other or wins the game one way or the other. So I'm going to roll with the Colts here. Um, I, I have been a little higher on them than most throughout the season and I've been a little bit lower on the Cardinals than most throughout the season. So I'm very worried about Kyler Murray being healthy if they find themselves in competitive games not having DeAndre Hopkins there to bail you out on a third and ten when the ball is, frankly, overthrown, underthrown, whatever it is, you cannot overstate how many times he has done that in his career that has really helped keep things alive. So I'm going to play with the Colts here, um, see what they can do to keep the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands, essentially. They're going to rely on uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think Naeem Hines. Uh, I think the Colts understand That both of those guys need to be active and involved in touching the football, and I think we see even more of that this week. Uh, So I like the Colts, uh, plus seven. I don't feel great about them at at plus one. Again, I think this game is one that's competitive throughout, and I think it's going to come down to that final drive, um, Mm -hmm. which is most likely going to keep us within the plus seven.
1: Most likely it will. Maestro, when I come to you and you talk about, we talk about motivation and right now with COVID and stuff, sometimes players need that added motivation to distract them from the circumstances at hand. A lot of props aren't out there right now because of COVID. And last week, a lot of props didn't come in because all the unders came in and people love playing the overs. With that being said, I don't want to ask you about a prop. I want to ask you about the fact that the Cardinals, uh, if they win this game, They clinch a playoff berth. That's how important this game is to them. But right now, they just got to worry about playing better football. Your take on this one?
2: Yeah, I'm more worried about the injuries with Rondell Moore, James Conner, both game day decisions. Game day, not game time decisions. But that means that A.J. Green, who is definitely not on the same page with Kyler Murray, if you saw that pick and you saw Murray's reaction to You know, it wasn't a great throw, but he's kind of like, why aren't you boxing him out? You know, DeAndre Hopkins Mm -hmm. would probably have boxed out that defender. And we saw what happened at the end of the Packers game with A.J. Green not turning around. So now you're relying on Green and Kirk and Ertz, and that's all you have. Plus is Kyler Murray. I mean, we've seen this fade down the stretch from the Cardinals. Like Mike said, Colts at the top of the market, they're minus one at Circa, which is the sharpest book in Vegas. So that's where the line is going. They opened plus four and a half, plus five. It's a massive move, uh, but it's a regular week for the Colts because they played Saturday. It's a short week for the Cardinals. The only way I could look is the Colts. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, as uh, people have said, he's going to score a touchdown. The Cardinals give up 4.6 yards a carry. You can run on them all day. The Colts are going to do that. Uh, but I just it's just hard to pull the trigger when the Cardinals, we know they're a good team and they look so bad. Uh, you've got to expect them to respond. That's why it's a little bit hard for me to pull the trigger on the Colts.
1: And to Mikey's point, all you have to do is look at the rushing numbers for Kyler Murray to know that he's not 100%. This dude is normally good for 20 to 40 yards. And he had what three, I believe in the last game, three or four. That means he's not looking to run. And if he's not looking to run, that's an issue for this arizona cardinals team all right let's move into the sunday slate because it is a busy busy week uh at one o'clock a busy week we don't normally like it like this i like it more even four or five games late bucks and the panthers and maestro i'm going to come to you bucks are laying 10 it's a huge number on the road panthers have had serious quarterback issues cam newton looked horrendous last week the total is sitting at 44 talk to me
2: yeah i might be on the Bucks if this number keeps coming down. I don't care that we're not going to have Godwin or Fournette. Probably no Mike Evans. Tom Brady, he got shut out for the first time in, what, 15 years uh, against a team that's going to play Cam Newton and Sam Darnold, a team that really is flailing right now. This is just an obvious uh, smash spot for the Bucs. I mean, if it gets below 10, uh, I'm going to be really
1: tempted. You know what? It was really good for the Bucs last week, Mikey, when you look at the or for the books for the Bucs, because everybody loves to play their overs, right? Because of Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, he was well on his way to catching his prop. Then he tears his ACL. You've already said it. This has potential to be a huge bounce back spot for Tom Brady. He does not like to be embarrassed. And that's exactly what they were in their last game being shut out.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, he was definitely embarrassed in that last game. Um, you know, I particularly enjoyed it as someone on the Saints in that game, uh, if I'm being honest with you. But uh, <laughs> I, I will all enjoy it this week, too, when I cash the over 43 ticket here. Uh, look, I think the Bucs are going to roll. I think they're going to put up some points in this one. Like Larry mentioned, Darnold's back. We know that Carolina doesn't really know what they're doing at the quarterback spot, other than for some reason they want to platoon quarterbacks. Uh, I think that worst-case scenario, Tampa Bay rolls – Tom Brady's playing well. Best case scenario, they set him up with multiple short fields. They put up 30, 40 points on their own in this spot. Uh, but if the Carolina Panthers move the ball into the red zone, I think they're actually pretty good in the red zone uh, in terms of efficiency. Having Cam Newton there as an actual weapon in the end zone. So I like the over in this game. I think you can lean on the Bucks. I think that if this one falls to, say, 9.5 or 9, I think it becomes an interesting teaser leg, uh, getting that at less than a field goal. But And I frankly, I think that's some of the resistance you might see is why it's going to sit at 10 for a while. Um, But for me, the total is the most easy thing to attack here as I think this number should be 45 and a half.
2: Maestro. And I just think the Saints are Tom Brady's kryptonite. I mean, the last four to five matchups, uh, regular season, playoffs, uh, the numbers aren't there. But uh, pretty much against everyone else, they are. So even down the weapons, uh, I really
1: like it. What would you make, Mikey, of a team total play? because uh, I know you said you would lean towards the Bucks If they—if you think they're going to score a lot, normally their team total has been anywhere from 28 to 30.
0: Yeah, I'll have to see what it is. If you somehow get under the 28, it would be beautiful. Um, and it might be because the total is low enough in this one. Let's see. Sorry. It's I, probably I don't 26 and
2: it. a half. I'm guessing it's 26 that, and a half. Right. Is that what you guess?
0: Uh, 27 and a half at plus money. Uh, oh, okay. I don't mind it at that point. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, very good. So that answers the question in the chat. All right, let's move on to our next game. Mike Jones, coming back to you to start. Giants and the Eagles. Now, the Eagles, they did not do what we thought they would do in the first half of the game against Washington, and then they showed up. Jalen Hurts did some pretty good things to win that game. Daniel Jones says he's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Giants. Right now, it doesn't matter. He's out hurt. But it's nine and a half, the total at 40 and a half. This seems like a really big number for an Eagles team that literally was the tail of two different halves.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a huge number. Um, it's a huge number, but the Giants, I, I can't trust them at this point. Uh, this game was a total stay away for me. i trying to think if I, if I had anything on the total. I'm I slightly on the total at 40 and a half. I don't think many... Uh, NFL games should be below 41 with these kind of weapons that the Eagles have. So that's where I would lean on it. But, yeah, I really don't want any part of this game. The Eagles, I'm very interested to see if they can continue dominating on the ground like they have. I mean, they're putting up 200-plus rushing yards in almost every game. Um, But division games typically get tight here. Like I said, I think the number is appropriate on it. Um, If anything, I lean towards the over just because – the, the scenario there is always there for the Giants to turn the ball over and give the Eagles short fields in this one. short
1: fields. Oh, no, no, no doubt. Maestro, what do you got
0: coach? Not to bring up bad memories for you, but I
2: believe we had a showdown on the first meeting, uh, in this <sighs> matchup. And you know what? You deserve to win that. The Eagles completely dominated that game. Somehow they lost 13 to seven. I think they had multiple red zone turnovers. It felt like they were on the 20 of the Giants, you know, six times. Uh, so, Given that, I think that's a misleading first result. And I think I hope it's not Jake Fromm. I mean, I would lean Eagles. I think Jake Fromm it would be an upgrade over Mike Glenn and anything would be an upgrade really at this point. But Jake Fromm, uh, I mean, I, I would lean Eagles here because they completely outplayed the Giants the first time uh, and should have won that game.
1: How depressing must it be, boys, to be a member of that Giants football team going into every single game saying, I hope we score 17. I mean, that's a horrible, horrible place to be as an NFL player. It just is. Damn. How about seven of the past eight Giants games have had 40 or fewer points scored? It's a little nugget for you if you're leaning one way or the other on the total. All right. Moving on. Chargers on the road in Houston. Another very interesting number. This is the first time, uh, Maestro, I'm coming to you that we have seen the Chargers since their meltdown and they didn't beat the Chiefs, and they should have. That's going to sting, and that's going to last. So now they got to go on the road to a Houston team that played pretty good against Jacksonville, and they're laying 10, total 45 and a half. Is this too many?
2: Yeah, right now, I think Eckler's on the COVID list. Um, it, it's a little too many for me. I mean, I would only look at the Chargers. Texans have two wins against uh, the Jags and one against the entire rest of the league. Um, so I would lean chargers, but I'm staying away until we get cl- you know clarity on some of the key guys.
1: Yeah, Mike, it seems like there's several games this week that, that we're going to be kind of repetitive, but it's the way it has to be, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of game. If you want, you know, the Texans are sneaky, especially at home. Uh- the all new Hyundai 2024
1: Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for
0: complete details. Um, You know, losing Eckler is a big, big deal for them, so... Classic one, just like that Bucks game. If this thing drops to nine for some reason, eight and a half, I highly doubt it gets that low. But if it does, you can start to put it in teaser category um, with the Chargers. But overall, I think it's a very clear stay away for me. Um, I don't really I'm trying to look at my total numbers. Even I don't, yeah, I can't really get anywhere on this game. My numbers at forty five point eight and nine point six. Um, so it's basically stay right away? where it should be, and not something I want to invest in with the. Uh, covid stuff with uh, Eckler
1: no doubt about it he makes all the difference in the world just the the the, to use him whether it's running or it's receiving what do you got maestro
2: no i'm curious if anyone has done a study of but i believe this has been one of the most successful years for teasers ever uh Mm -hmm. in the nfl and i'm wondering if anyone's quantified that mike i don't know if you have any
0: idea yeah i haven't run too deep into it other than to say it's been very profitable on teasers through certain key numbers for sure
1: it uh, looks like Bill Rad just uh, dropped into the chat, just dropped into the show. We just talked about the Bucks team total, and we would play at the over right now at 27 and a half. Bill Rad, thank you for uh, hanging out with us in the chat and asking that question. All right, we've got to move to our next game. And this, most of the time when we see teams like this, we say, ah, it's an absolute stay away. Sometimes it's an opportunity. So I'm anxious to find out which one it is. Lions coming off a big one at home against the Cardinals. They look very motivated. They played with a lot of energy, Mikey. And they're at Atlanta. The Falcons minus five and a half, total 42 and a half. The Falcons offense could not have been more inept because a lot of us were on the over and they got stopped inside the five, inside the five, three times. That's how bad that game was for us that was on the over. But they did get inside the five three times. Mikey, what do we make of this one?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the big news here in this one is just the the Lions are a little more healthy. Uh, maybe not necessarily at quarterback. I think Goff is on COVID or is dealing with some of the COVID he's stuff. On, but...
2: He's on the COVID list.
0: Right. So from what I understand, there's a chance that he still returns and plays in this one, but we have to monitor it. Um, but the running backs, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are both back at practice. They should both be back available to the team. Uh, it presents some interesting opportunities. I know a lot of us don't like betting unders on props, but someone like Amon-Ra St. Brown and some of these other receivers that have had a lot of success in the last few weeks while these better running backs have been out. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see if we see a change in philosophy a little bit on Detroit and getting back to some of these running backs a little more through both the run and the passing game. So I'm starting to look at some of the Amon-Ra St. Brown unders on that, but uh, not, not going to be comfortable plays for sure. But the issue with that is, is you're not going to have the props available because the quarterback Mm -hmm. is questionable. There's so much uncertainty that there's nothing really that we can attack at this point in the game here. Um, As far as who wants to win the game, I mean, if you want to sprinkle the the Lions money line, I think it's a spot where they could go in and steal one. But I, I don't have a ton of interest in it right now because I really need to know who's playing for the Lions.
2: Maestro. As AB points out, the Falcons have not won a home game this year. I think with Goff is activated and is ready to go, we're going to see this fall to about four. Yeah. He was the best quarterback in the NFL last week. His performance last week was the most efficient in the league. They've won two out of three. I don't know how you couldn't look at the Lions. There's a book that's offering six right now, but you just got to know about Jared Goff because the drop to boil uh, is pretty steep.
1: Yeah. Wow. Great information. Please be careful. I do not want a bunch of tweets at me saying, but, but, but listen to the information. That's all that's important. All right, moving on now. Next game, very, very important game. We're talking about the AFC North. Ravens, Bengals, Cincinnati laying three. The total is sitting at 45. Maestro, let me start with you because this is as pivotal a game as you will have. The Ravens nearly shocked the Packers at home with the backup quarterback. What do you make of this matchup and the number?
2: I'm kicking myself for not playing the Bengals at two and a half. I'm really kicking myself because I remember being on the Bengals in the first matchup and I remember my analysis was basically Joe Burrow is awesome against the Blitz and that's how the Ravens don't have a good defense and that's all they do is blitz and he took him apart. Remember that game was, I think it was like 42 to 17 or something like that. And the fact that the Ravens played so well against the Packers and Huntley played so well, is giving us a little value in the line here. Uh, so at three, I'm leaning Bengals, uh, but I'm kind of praying that I wouldn't say praying, hoping that uh, maybe Lamar is active, not a hundred percent. And this line drops below three again, and I can jump on the Bengals. Maestro I am
1: praying best (laughs) believe I am praying (laughs) Uh, Mikey let me come to you because the Bengals did last week exactly what Maestro just talked about against the Broncos who have a pressure defense and they were coming after them you know play after play and it wasn't a beautiful win but it was a win nevertheless at mile high which is not easy to do talk to me here
0: yeah, it's not easy to do at all. Um, I'm a little bit, I, I think everyone's seen it because i basically been teasing the Ravens every single week. Um, they they end up covering spreads. I'm higher on the Ravens than most models, a little bit lower on the Bengals than most models. So my number here is efficient. Other models are going to make this game minus four and a half or so for Cincinnati. My interest in this game though is on the total. I actually have an official play on the total. I'm going over 45 here. Uh, I think this number okay. should be closer to 47. Um, I understand why it's sitting at 45. I know that we have some concerns about who's actually starting at quarterback for Baltimore. I really don't think it matters. And in fact, if and Tyler Huntley plays, I think it actually helps the over a little bit just because they tend to find themselves in more of the more obvious passing situations. Those lead to either bigger plays or shorter fields the other way. And I know what they're going to do against Cincinnati because they do it against everyone. They're going to blitz. They're going to put pressure on them. They're going to get Mm -hmm. beat by them. I'm very worried about the Ravens' defense, and I think that's why Larry liked the Bengals, too. They have 15 players on the 53-man active roster on defense. That's it right now. And three of those guys are hurt and potentially not going to play. They have 12 healthy defensive players on the team right now. They'll be calling people up. They'll be making changes. They'll be playing with guys that aren't 100% healthy. Um, You know, these division games are competitive. One credit to the Baltimore Ravens and the way that Harbaugh coaches, frankly, they find themselves in competitive games. That's just simply what they do. And it's probably frustrating to bet against them. I rarely bet them against the spread. I almost always have them in teasers. They are very close to a teaser candidate for me at plus nine. I've held off so far to this point, waiting on some of that news. Um, but I like the over here. I, I think this one balloons up there. I think Cincinnati puts up points. I think we see ample garbage time for the Baltimore Ravens to go put up points as well. Um, they're gonna, It's desperation time, desperation mode. That's when they put up points or turn the football over and lead to short field. So I'm on the over. The only other nugget I will say about this one that's interesting, Ravens went with an indoor practice again today, which means zero media availability. So we don't know who was QB1 uh, in practice today.
2: Right. And Lamar did, Lamar didn't practice yesterday. We also just got some news on tonight's game. The backup left tackle is also out for the Titans. He's on the COVID list. So it's third string left tackle.
1: Wow. That's very very but that's the most important spot on the entire offensive line for a right-handed quarterback. It just it just is. All right. Thank you Meister for that update. We appreciate that. Uh I mean it's amazing when you look at the what the Ravens did last week to Mikey's point 63 total points Packers 14 points in the last two and a half minutes, something like that. Uh, And also, they were moving the football throughout. So I love that overplay as an official best bet here on the show. All right, let's move on now. This is another big-time game. And the Rams, minus three. It was a miracle cover if you had them at six and a half in their last game. Uh, At Minnesota, the total sitting at 49 and a half. Let me start with maestro on this one uh the rams they've been up and down that's just you know they're they're a playoff team but they haven't been a dominant playoff team we know the vikings always play close games
2: yeah dalvin cook is out for this game um i'm wondering if we might be able to get three and a half with the vikings Uh, uh to me it's vikings surpass i mean mike zimmer is a home dog Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m. Eastern. We know he covers then. He plays a lot better than he does at primetime. The Rams have a shorter week and the travel and the early start. Uh, So, yeah, for me, it's Vikings or pass. Mikey, talk to me.
0: Yeah, look, I think the line is pretty efficient. I think the most interesting thing about it is is the Rams. um, This spot was almost three and a half. It was three minus 115, three minus 120 in some of the spots. We got the news. Um, shows you what the market thinks of Dalvin Cook's value, essentially. The line basically didn't move at all. If anything, it went back the other way, um, made the, the Vikings better in, in the betting market with Dalvin Cook getting ruled out. Some of that has to do with Alexander Madison being activated. Uh, I've mentioned time again with Alex Prop Stars on some of our shows. We like this Minnesota team a little bit more when Cook is out and Madison is healthy. Uh, They just stop forcing the ball to him in some of the more obvious situations. Um, So that's one thing to consider there. I was leaning towards the under initially, but the way that they are going to play and the way that things change when Dalvin Cook isn't on the field, I actually now have a slight lean on the over, but I'm, I'm waiting for whatever side the number moves. Um, I, I think it's an interesting teaser candidate on the Vikings also. In um, this one, i maybe wait until you got to three and a half if it gets there. Get this one all the way up to nine and a half. Uh, I'm pretty confident that Kirk can uh, get them within the nine and a half with a late touchdown in the game. And and you My gotta stroke.
2: focus on on Thielen's status for this game. When you have Jalen Ramsey able to match up against Justin Jefferson, Thielen's gotta come back. He was limited, so seems like he's got a better chance to play this week uh than he did uh on Monday night football.
1: Yeah, hopefully Osborne steps up too because they look pretty good at times. But let's remember they were not fluid in that game. I mean oh, they got the
2: completely Bears outplayed. I mean completely Garnett outplayed wise,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. No uh, doubt last about
2: thing
0: it. on that one, I just want to mention. Yeah. I think for those speculating out there, I do expect Adam Thielen to play. Um, look, I, I think that, that there was some pretty significant speculation in the market that he was going to play in the last game. Uh, it was Despite not practicing all week in that one, he did participate in some of the late, late drills ahead of that one. Um, yeah, so just keep an eye on that, but I do fully expect him to be out there this week.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Also, great nugget by A.B. For those of you who like the touchdown props from quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins has at least two touchdown passes in seven straight games, and normally the touchdown prop is over one and a half. For the elite quarterbacks, it's two and a half, but most of the time it's just one and a half, so take that for what it's worth. All right. Let's move on. This next game, and I'm going to say this with a straight face, they're actually going to play this game. Jags and the jets somehow the two worst teams in the league always seem to have a matchup so all the pregame shows can say who's going to be battling for and that's this game this week it's a pick them and that's the way it should be 41 and a half mikey give me any scenario where we care about this game
0: uh, I mean, you know, prop betting, daily fantasy, there's a lot to care about. Um, you know, if you want to just bet on the the pure market move, uh, I think you could take the Jets at home if you want to. But I, I don't have a ton of interest in here. I do believe that we will see the Jags play better football at some point without Urban Meyer there. Uh, this could be the week against this opponent. Uh, I think it's a great matchup for James Robinson. Should be a little bit better for Trevor Lawrence. Have a little more time. Everything should be a little more comfortable there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't love it. I don't have any play on it. I totally understand arguments for both sides. Uh, I think that, like most of the games that we've talked about, I think that if anything, I would lean towards the over. I think the more likely scenario is the Jags figure start to figure things out a little bit. And then these two teams, kind of like we see the Texans do a lot, frankly, they just kind of, when they're playing a team that's not great, they just kind of play to each other's level a little bit. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's what we could see. So really it's going to depend on what you think of the Jags.
1: (laughs) Maestro, Craig says in the chat, I'd rather watch the (laughs) History Channel than watch this game. I I don't think you're alone, Craig. Uh, Maestro, would you rather watch the History Channel than this game?
2: I'll be interested um, just to see, you know, if Trevor Lawrence can finally do something against a terrible pass defense, but you know, the Jags it's now down to pick them because the jets had a COVID outbreak. Their head coach uh, is on the COVID list. Uh, Crowder is injured and may not play. That means more uh, Corey Davis, the top three receivers could be out, Uh, but how can you pick the Jags straight up when they've won three times in the last two seasons combined? Mm -hmm. So Uh, right now I'm going to stay away until we get more information earlier in the week. I was hoping it went to plus three because I do think Brian Schottenheimer could be an upgrade over Daryl
1: Bevel. Oh, only you two can talk about the Jags and the jets (laughs) as a serious, serious game right next to the bucks and the Panthers. All right. Troy says, coach, I love the show. Thank you. And what do you think about your Chiefs minus eight this weekend against the Steelers? Where do you get it? Minus eight at Troy. I'd like minus eight, right? Is it gone down to eight? Is that uh, seven, seven
0: and a half? A lot of spots. Seven, seven and a half
1: someplace. Okay, very, very good. Uh we have it as a pick on the show at nine and a half. But Troy, really, we got to wait until Sunday for all of these games before we really uh tell you what we really think at that time. But right now we're on the Chiefs minus nine and a half. So if you like them, play them at minus eight. But we'll talk a lot more about that on Sunday's show right before the game. All right. Last one o'clock game on Sunday. And this is big time, big time. Maestro, I'm going to start with you. Patriots lane two and a half, the total 43 and a half. And you've got a Buffalo Bills team that has been so Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know which team is going to show up. They beat the Panthers. Let's understand they covered only because the Panthers had no kicker and couldn't kick any of the three field goals that they were inside the 30 to do. So, with that being said, this is a big time AFC East matchup. talk to me. Well, it looks
2: like Davy and Harris uh will be back uh which is important because I think the other running back uh Stevenson is in question for this game uh I mean that was what embarrassing what the Patriots did to the bills last time they only ran the they only threw the ball three times. so uh, I think we know the game plan. Uh, I'm gonna lean Patriots but just be. Because of the way that the Bills got embarrassed with that, uh, it's, it's a little. I have
1: a little hesitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you make of this line where it sits at currently, Mikey?
0: I mean, I think it's appropriate. It's basically saying these two teams are equal, and the two and a half is essentially what you're looking at at home field advantage. Maybe a, you know basically saying it's a it's a pick'em game on a neutral site, uh, and I think that that's appropriate. Frankly, uh, I can tell you right now, I'm teasing the Bills as long as there's not massive line movement against me in the next hour, basically um, I've undecided when, where I'm putting the other leg of the teaser. Cause I like to manage some of my exposures to certain teams. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will be having the bills at plus eight and a half or plus nine. If you can find the threes. Uh, I think that much like that Colts game, uh, I think it's very similar obviously contrasting styles, but like, I think it's similar to that Colts and Cardinals game where I'm expecting a one-score game either way at the end of this one. I'm not expecting a double-digit victory by either team. I expect a very close competitive game for the division. Uh, Obviously, injuries on both sides, but I'm leaning towards the Bills with the points. I'm not touching it at three. I'm not touching it at two and a half. Uh, It's going to be a teaser leg, eight and a half or nine. Uh, But yeah. Big-time injury news. Obviously, not only is it Ramondre Stevenson's out with an illness currently, uh, it's non-COVID-related, so he could definitely play if he's feeling well enough to play. Uh, Damian Harris, I believe, is going to be back. We'll see how limited or not limited. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, he's someone that I would like for them to have if I'm betting on the Patriots. He is currently Mm -hmm. in the concussion protocol. Um, Definitely something worth noting, because one thing we know about this Patriots team They're great when it's positive game script or neutral game script. We are very skeptical of them if they fall behind by 10, 12, 14 points. That's Mm -hmm. when I start to worry, especially if someone like Nelson Aguilar does not clear the concussion protocol. I think that that's something you need to be concerned with a little bit. So for me, I think the market is mostly efficient on it. And like Larry said, it's been a great year for teasers. That's when the teasers are going to hit. When the market is appropriate, when the market is appropriate, and you're getting key numbers, that's why teasers have been so successful and will continue to be successful, especially later in the year as these games are more efficient on these numbers, right? So that's what we want. You know, you see this market here. I'm telling you, it basically should be three. It should be 44. That's where it should be, and that's why we have value on that teaser uh, at plus eight and a half or plus nine.
1: If you guys have any friends at home who question the NFL or like, I need more information. How do you not tell them to watch this show? I mean, I sit here, I get to be a part of the show, and I still learn every single day. And I don't say that just to kiss his ass. But that's <laughs> how good my guys are. I don't need to kiss their asses. All right, Maestro, did you have something else in this game? Nope. Okay. All right, very good. Great analysis from the both of you. All right, now let's move on to the 4 o'clock games. Bears, Seahawks. Now, we have, I believe, A.B. is on the Seahawks. And the reason for that is Tyler Lockett, is making his return this week. And we saw how much of a problem it was not to have him in the lineup against the Rams. The total sits at 42 and a half. Uh, Mikey, how about we have you start?
0: Yeah, this one is tough for me. I initial reaction is you want to bet the Seahawks uh, at home that it's one of the home field advantages in the NFL uh, I can't get there, though, unfortunately. So my simulation number on this is minus 5.7 with a little bit of a lean towards the Bears. Pretty much a full play from the Bears if somehow this one inflates to seven and a half. Um, just think that their ability to keep games closer. One thing about the Seahawks, they run so few plays. They run at a snail's pace, and it allows teams to stay in games a little bit. And then I just I question the motivation. Obviously, I know we, we don't question the motivation on the teams quitting, but it's a spot where I it's really hard for me to get behind the Seahawks uh, in a game that they should have covered against the Rams they should have figured out you know I'm not saying they should have won the game necessarily but they definitely should have got in there and covered the spread in that one and yeah, I'm just I'm completely off of them there minus 5.7 is my number 42.1 is the total uh it would be bears or nothing but certainly not until you're getting at least seven ideally seven and a half if it gets there
1: maestros Mike, Mikey's right they they were up by seven in the second half and still couldn't cover against the Rams. Do you agree with that analysis? Well, Justin
2: Fields is dealing with an ankle injury and he's been running about eight times a game. If he plays and he's not hundred uh, percent, that's bad news for the bears. Also Dalton's on the COVID list. So we're looking at Nick Foles, potentially uh, if Justin Fields can't go, uh, I'm so frustrated about the Seahawks game. I don't even want to talk about the missed bomb, the missed pass interference, the <laughs> terrible conservative play calling, uh, just get me off this game. Get me off that game.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, you would think that uh you had lost a showdown bet or something in that game. I, I mean, uh, to lose two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must really hurt to to lose to AB. I mean, it's one thing to lo- lose to somebody like me. I mean, you're like, okay, he's a peer, but to lose to AB
2: when I had B- to text him and ask for his Venmo. Uh, oh
1: God, that had to kill you. It that had to absolutely kill you. Oh, my apologies for that. All right, moving on. And this is a big-time game. We were heavily invested in this game. And I had to tell you that Big Ben and the Steelers are going to come in with a great second half. But what happens in the first half is all that matters in this game if the Chiefs, Mikey, can get a big enough lead. This number has moved all over the place because of all of the COVID issues. So where do we stand now as far as waiting how you feel about this game, and the fact that number 15 is still healthy and in the clear.
0: Yeah, number 15 still healthy and in the clear right now. Obviously, the most important player to that team. Um, tough spot to play still. Obviously, Arrowhead, a very good environment. I know the Steelers travel well. It's a great game. Frankly, I'd like to see the NFL move it. Let's maybe flex this one to Monday so we don't have to watch that Dolphins and Saints game now with Ian Book at quarterback. Let's just play this one on Monday and see what happens. But I I don't think they'll do that, unfortunately. Uh, My simulation number, minus 9.1 still at the current price. Uh, Probably should have played it at minus 7.5. Might still end up with a teaser here while I'm still getting it uh, down to minus 2 if you wanted to tease it right now. Uh, ultimately, I think the Chiefs are going to come away with a win uh, as long as Patrick Mahomes is out there. Some interesting news there. Obviously, we don't know on Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill yet. I, my hope is we can get one of them back, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, Josh Gordon has been activated and cleared. We'll see if they incorporate him a lot more. We've got uh, Byron Pringle, Michael Hardman. There's still a number of weapons, but really the thing that I want to talk about the most here is going to be Clyde edwards helaire and Daryl Williams. So this mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers team has just been absolutely crushed by opponents running the football on them. I'm very interested to see if we see a much more run heavy focus from Kansas city initially, at least uh, out of those two backs. So i will be looking at their player props. Uh, I don't like the total really at all because I do respect Kansas city's defense enough with big Ben at this point in his career. Like I, it's not unrealistic to think that they shut this team out at least for part of the game. Uh, So I lean towards the Chiefs, haven't played it yet. think it's probably still fine to play in uh, some teaser legs. And then on the player prop side, I would look at the running backs on Kansas City. And Deontay Johnson, I would look at his receptions number, not necessarily the yardage, but I think he's going to have 12 to 15 targets in this game.
1: Five different things that you need to go look up just from the last 60 seconds. That's how important this show is to know the nuggets and know the games. I cannot emphasize that enough. Maestro, you gave out this play officially at minus nine and a half. Now it's gone down a point and a half as well. So I know you're. It's, there's a little trepidation there, uh, but the Chiefs have won seven in a row. They have looked dominant. Their defense has looked better. And now it seems like they'll do what Mikey says that they might do. If they need to run it a lot, they now said, you know what? We're going to run it a lot. We don't care if Patrick has 400 yards on any given week and that has changed how they have played. Yes.
2: Yeah. And they've covered five straight and they're getting good news in terms of the other guys. You know, Josh Gordon, Chris Jones, Willie Gay. Those are key guys. They're all back and no new positive tests. So if the outbreak is over, there's a chance for Kelsey and Hill to come back and then we're going to be seeing tens. Uh, I like the idea of looking for the first half. KC has, is averaging about 14 points in the first half. And the Steelers, we know they do not start playing until the third or fourth quarter. 91, I think, to 19 is the number. The last four weeks uh, for the first half, Steelers have been outscored. So if you get that under a touchdown. I actually just looked at Caesars, and I'm not seeing a halftime line, but I know it should be up elsewhere. They're showing eight and a half uh, for the full game. Uh, so you're definitely getting... Probably five and a half for the first half at, at some books right now, but I want to I want to look that up.
1: Yeah, it's always so hard to make a second half bet before the game starts. I mean, the only time I ever make second half bets is is at halftime because you got to see how the game is playing out. If you if you bet it early, I mean I know there's some people that believe in that, but what if the game is 31 and nothing at halftime? You know, and then that changes how you would bet the second half. So, but AB had a great explanation on Sunday. He said bet the Titans in the first half, bet the Steelers in the second half, and that's exactly what happened. to and then 16-0. And that was a great nugget, and people cashed both tickets. All right, moving on. Another important game. Yes, Mikey. I just want to – I've made
0: that official because I'm watching the market move as we speak. Um, On FanDuel, you can still get Kansas City minus 7.5. So I'm teasing the Chiefs with that Bills play that I was just talking about. So I'm going Bills plus 8.5 and and Kansas City minus 1.5. Uh, the minus seven and a halfs will be gone in about thirty minutes. I think you're going to see minus eight and a halfs to minus nine on Kansas City very, very quickly. So if you're Go watching right. the show, like you all, guys obviously are, I like this. The Chiefs try to get it now at minus seven and a half, where it is on Fanduel minus eight at the last spot. But I, I want twos here and not two and a halfs or threes on the teaser.
1: Boom! So. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Get it done. Okay, the last four o'clock game. There's only three this week. Broncos, Raiders, AFC West, it's a pick'em total of 41 and a half. And Derek Carr normally is not arrogant. He's normally not cocky. And But he said it in their post-game press conference, Maestro. He's like, everybody else, all these talking heads, they want to put the kibosh on us, and we're not dead yet. And it feels like that the Raiders seem to think that they saw have a shot at the playoffs. If that's true, you got to win this week.
2: Yeah. Well, they weren't very impressive, uh, in beating, uh, half of the Cleveland Browns, uh, by, you know, on the last play of the game, but uh, that was not a, uh, confidence inspiring. Uh, but on the other hand, they get to face drew lock and that always, uh, is going to be beneficial. Uh, I'm going to lean Broncos here, even with drew lock. I thought he, he seemed to play a little bit better, uh, last week, uh, than he had beforehand, uh, did lead them to a touchdown, I believe, which is something that you can't say for his previous outing. So, um, I would lean Denver, but no play.
1: Okay. Very, very good. Mikey, your thoughts on this one? Right now, it really looks like the Chiefs have the stranglehold on the division and that both of these teams will not make the playoffs, but Stranger Things have happened.
0: Yeah, Stranger Things have happened, but uh, you know, I, I don't have a strong take on this one. Uh I really I really can't get into backing the Raiders too much at this point. So for me, it would be Broncos or nothing. But based off everything that's happening right now, I think this one's pretty clear. Stay away. Um, my actual only lean, like model-wise, is the under. Um, so that that's really the only thing I could get to there. But overall, definitely a game that I'm not going to be watching or looking to bet.
1: Yeah, Uh, I won't either, and I will be absolutely cool with that. Plus, I hate both teams anyway as a Chiefs fan, so I won't even be watching that game, Uh, but I know many will. All right, moving on. Mikey, I'm coming to you because Sunday Night Football, and this is a big number, but Washington is playing or did play last week with a backup quarterback. Uh, Cowboys are laying 11. The total sitting at 47. Uh, I don't know the way Dallas is playing right now if I would bet them against anybody minus 11, but I'm not the expert you are. Talk to me on this game.
0: Yeah, it's a big, big number. Uh, I would say that, uh, man, I re- need to look at that. I definitely have value on Washington at this point. Um, so I only make them 7.5 uh, on, the, wow. on the number here. So. I haven't bet it yet, and I'm not going to until I investigate why, because you like to see bigger edges. But when I'm that far off of the market, especially at this point in the season, you have to go back and understand, okay, why? Like, what am I missing potentially? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to investigate that before I get any further on it. Um, But as of right now, my lean would be on the Washington football team. Same story. It's very similar to the Packers side. Like, it's very clear that the other team is better. The Cowboys are the better team. They're playing at home. Very similar to that game for the Packers against Cleveland. However, at this point in the season, once again, the goal is to get in, get out with a win, stay healthy. And these games tend to tighten up here in the spot. I believe Taylor Heineke is back. At least he is in my simulation. So... Correct me Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, but I believe Taylor Heineke is back for the Washington football team. Yeah, he's activated. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, they still got McLaurin. they still got uh, Gibson there. I respect their ability to keep games competitive enough. So, yeah, I'm leaning that way. I'm going to investigate it and figure out what I'm potentially missing at that point. But uh, if not, it could be another teaser candidate also as well at uh, 16, 16 and
1: a half. That's exactly what I was thinking, was teaser candidate. And I – with, if Taylor Heineke is playing Maestro, I could see them actually winning this game on the field. That's that's how I feel about Washington with him as a quarterback because I feel like he's got guts. I feel like he's always out there trying to do everything he can to win the game, which a lot of quarterbacks don't do that. He, he's willing to dive for a first down. He's willing to jump into the end zone. If he's back, do you see them potentially not just covering but winning this game?
2: I don't see them winning this game. The Cowboys have dominated the NFC East. Uh, the numbers are, are ridiculous for Dak Prescott, but the offense, you know, without Tyron Smith, uh, I don't know if he's going to be back this week. The offense has not been great, but the defense the last two weeks, I mean, when you have Lawrence and Gregory and Parsons, uh, you're causing major issues for both Washington and the Giants. And now it's Washington again. It's in Dallas. Uh, I mean, the number too big right now, but I think the Cowboys are going to win and I think it's going to be low scoring.
1: All right, very good. And, of course, we have a live uh, show at 7.15 Eastern time on Sunday. We'll count down, and we'll talk sides, totals, props. You know the drill here on the show on Sunday night. We'll also be here live on Monday night, and that's the Dolphins and the Saints. And the Dolphins are the hottest team, one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They're not playing great football, but they're winning football games. That's important. So the total, or the, the number is three. The total is 38 and a half. Maestro, your thoughts on Monday night football? Yeah, well, the
2: number isn't three anymore. About half an hour after I placed it and then posted it on Sportsline, Taysom Hill went on the COVID list, and Simeon's already on the list. It's looking like Ian Book from Notre Dame is the starter. I'm seeing Dolphins minus one and a half, and I'm a little torn. Actually, minus two at at Circa now. I'm a little torn because I have a Dolphins under nine and a half ticket. I just need... (laughs) <laughs> one more loss and I thought I already I already counted that as a win and meanwhile they've won six straight but their defense is playing great. Uh, they dominated the Jets there was a pick six in that game uh, that made it seem closer. Uh, they were really great after halftime. Um, both teams are limited offensively. Uh, I took a field goal with Miami and I'm sitting pretty with that. Uh, I'm just gonna stick with that but right now at, at, at minus one and a half I would still lean to
1: the Dolphins. okay Mikey your thoughts.
0: Yeah, this one's tough. It's nothing nothing for me pregame other than potentially teasing it with the Saints. Um, too many points for their style of play on their home field. Um, still got Alvin Kamara, still got a number of weapons back there. So once this one, like right now, you're getting it at plus 7.5. If we see some more buying on the Dolphins and get this one to 8.5, ideally 8.5, uh, then you can start to look to the Saints and teasers at home on their home field here. Uh, just lower scoring game. They, what they do really well and why we end up having them in teasers in some of the spots is they, they do a good job of managing the clock typically, and they're still a very good defense. Um, so typically looking lower scoring games, eight and a half is a lot to be giving up to the Miami Dolphins on your home field. So that's where my thought process is on it currently. And then we'll see what happens over the next little bit. But as of right now, that's the only thing I can get to.
1: Yeah. Maestro.
2: Yeah, I see DR in the chat saying Dolphins plus nine teaser. If you can still get the Dolphins plus nine on a teaser, I would jump right away uh, because that line has been adjusted and Jalen Waddell is supposed to be back. So you've got Devante Parker, Gesicki, Jalen Waddell. The Saints stuff the run like the best in the league, but you can have success through the air.
1: There's no doubt about that. and I think that's a great spot to wrap it up, but we need to show our recap before we get out of here. Here is our official plays so far, but let me emphasize, watch all of our content. We're going to be here Saturday for the two games, Sunday for the whole slate, and we'll have all the up-to-date information for you. But here's where we're at so far from Mikey. We're going teasers, Titans, and then the Titans over 38, bringing that down to something we can play. Same game, teaser there. Then Packers and Colts, then Bucks-Panthers over Ravens, Ravens, Bengals over, excuse me. And then let's go Bills and the Chiefs also in a teaser. Then the Maestro, three plays so far, 49ers minus three, Chiefs. Let's remember we talked about that game. And then Debo Samuel over tonight, 32 and a half rushing yards for the 49ers against the Titans. We'll be back here tonight if you're watching us slide right now. It's 7.20 Eastern time, and we appreciate all of you for taking the time out of your busy, busy holiday schedules to hang out with us for even a little bit. All right, there's only one thing left to do. Wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) I forgot to let my guys tell me what they're most looking forward to tonight. We normally don't do this on Thursday. So, Maestro, the floor is yours, sir.
2: Very simply, I'm looking forward to AB sending back the Venmo that I sent him a couple days ago.
1: (laughs) Whew, I love that. Mikey, what do you got?
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to a competitive game, but uh definitely want the teaser to hit. I want a tight one-score game. I really don't care who wins or covers the spread as long as we got the Titans within nine on their home field. And I'd like to see some big plays, maybe a 35-yard rushing touchdown for Debo Samuel to get Larry. his prop, And uh, <laughs> ideally push us over that total of 38 from this morning. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I want to see how the Titans handle the pass rush. Um Good luck defending Bosa with both of the tackles out uh, in, in that spot. So uh, could be a lot of short passes in this one from Ryan
1: Tannehill. Oh, I missed also the Maestro Classic celebrations. <laughs> I love, let's go! We missed that. So great to have that back. All right, we'll look for all of that to happen tonight and throughout the weekend. But as always, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Turn on your notifications. That way, anytime we start any new content or it drops into your feed, you get notified and you don't miss anything. If you missed our soccer special today, Martin Green has you covered for the whole weekend, Boxing Day in the English Premier League, which is a huge day, games all day on Sunday. All right, only one thing left to do now, and you know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these NFL tickets straight to the pay window for my entire crew m squared the maestro ab on the ones and twos and our entire team at the early edge and of course at Sportsline. we're here every single day we grind it doesn't matter reminder christmas day me and mikey on twitter spaces something new that we're starting here at the early edge and at sports all right have a great day enjoy the games we'll see you back here live 720 eastern time tonight right here on the early edge good luck